Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. A listener wants to know why is Adam and Eve's sin put on us? Well, it's not so much that it's put on us. It's just that when Adam sinned, something was lost. And so when we're born, all we have is what we inherit from our parents all the way back to Adam and Eve. It has to be restored. Now, if you really understand that something was lost, and the only way it can be restored is when God restores it, then you will understand why marriages fail, why there's fighting and unhappiness between partners. Something has to be added. You have to find your Creator. He must add something to your marriage. We're going to be talking about it today, so stay tuned. Maybe I can help restore your marriage. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is a mission to discover. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Today, I'm turning the microphone on and I shall begin to talk. And I hope and pray that what I have to say will be of value to some of you. Not everyone. This is not for everyone. I was talking to my wife yesterday, and she wanted wanted me to call someone of her friends who was having some issue, and I said, you know, it's better if they go to my website and listen to a little bit of one of my radio programs or watch some of my YouTube video lectures to see where I'm coming from, because this is not for everyone. See, if a person wants to be in denial. They don't want to wake up. They don't want to see the truth. They don't want to face reality. They don't want to see the truth about their own fallen self, their own impatience, their own selfishness. And they don't want to admit that they've made some mistakes. And they don't want to let go of their delusions and their, you know, whatever they're pinning their hopes on. And they don't want to let go of the chance to make it somehow make it good in the system, to get their own, see. They want to do it on their own. And the last thing in the world that they want is to hear the truth. The last thing that the incorrigible ego wants to do is to bow its knees before the Creator. See, we all have a little bit of uh, pride in us, and we want to play God. See, the proof that there is God I mean, there's a lot of proofs, and I don't need a proof. I just know that he exists. I know there's God. I know that his son is Jesus and that he sent Jesus. I know that. I know the Bible is inspired. I know it. No one has to tell me. I don't have to read it. I don't have to go to somebody. I don't have to go to some preacher or some college professor or some seminary or some anyone. I just know it. Intuitively, just like a bird knows how to build a nest, I know some of these things. Now, I didn't always. I Well, let's put it this way. I always suspected that they were true. I never 100% doubted about God and about Christ. and I never 100% doubted that what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I never doubted such things totally. But I was swayed by the world and pulled along 
to try to get my own and get back what was I thought was taken from me and make my mark and so on. And so I had to set those things aside a little bit. I set them aside, but I was glad that they were there. Some of you had a father who was halfway decent. He was a decent man. And you loved what was decent in him. And when daddy was home, you felt secure because dad was there. And dad would protect you. And dad loved you. It was a good feeling. But what I wanted to say was that I I always, so I had those things, I was glad they were there. And even though my own life, I made some boo-boos and did some wrong things, I like to know that that there was truth and there was good and some people stood for truth and stood for what was right. And God is there. I always tell people I'm just a man with a microphone. I'm on a station for a while, and then sometimes I leave and I'm on another station. And I try to stay at least half a year or a year on each station. I've been on some stations over 10 years. I've been on some stations 15 years or more. I'm like a wandering preacher. I'm a traveling evangelist, and I travel the radio airwaves. I don't work for the station. I volunteer my time and buy airtime to help people. My son is the producer, and he plays the piano music that you hear, and he also volunteers his time. I like to know that that there was truth and there was good, and some people stood for truth and stood for what was right, and God is there, and it It gave me a sense of security. Well, but then the day came that I began, probably God initiated it, but I began to look more diligently for truth. And I wanted the truth. I didn't just want it to be sort of there in the background for a sense of security. I wanted it closer. And... When the truth became closer, then I had to face some things about myself and see them in the light of truth. And it was a bit painful to see them, but see them I did. But during that process of beginning to see in God's light, knowing that he was showing me, see, that's it, knowing that he was showing me, it gave me a profound sense of security to know that he was there and that he cared And then he was showing me my own wrong so I could see it and be sorry for it and then reconcile with conscience. But then all of a sudden, and this is the point I was getting to, all of a sudden then I saw, I just knew all the things that I had always wanted to be true and sort of knew they were true, but had them in the background. All of a sudden I saw they were true. I just saw it. Like one, I see that one plus one equals two. I see the truths of Christianity. And I see that they're true. That's all. I just see. And how do I know? I don't know how I know. I just know. And so I know. But now I forgot my train of thought. Oh, I know. I was saying that the proof 
that God exists is the fact that we try to play him. We try to play him. In other words, we, there is some kind of a model which we are trying to imitate and be. And so God is king and God is judge. And we know that God exists and that he's the king and the judge, but we play him. In fact, we want to be king. We want people to worship us and admire us and respect us and like us and listen to us and respect us. And when they don't, then we want to judge them and condemn them, just like a judge, just as God does. And so the proof that we play God and want to be God and lord it over other people proves that there is a God, you see. But anyway, let's get back to the uh, important stuff that I was beginning to talk about and which I alluded to at the very beginning of the program. I was going to talk about the fallen state of, uh, of, of uh, the human race. And I wanted to say that Adam and Eve fell. And Greg's question is, why is it put on us? If Adam and Eve sinned, then why is it put on us? Well, here's the reason. Something was lost. Something was lost, and it has to be restored. And until what is lost is restored, the creature has to then compensate and make some kind of a life, eke out some kind of an existence, despite what was lost. So, as you can see, what was lost what did Adam and Eve lose? Well, they lost an intimate relationship with the Father. They lost that. And they also lost eternal life. And so, all that was left then was to eke out some kind of fallen existence apart from God and without eternal life. And so... Their bodies compensated as best they could. Their mind compensated. And they compensated to eke out some kind of a, of a life without God. So somehow it came to pass that instead of being perpetually renewed mentally, spiritually, physically by the Creator, they had to eat to live. And so... You know, it it, show, it it talks about in the lost books of the Bible how Adam had to grow intestines. He had to eat to live, no longer mystically sustained by the Creator. And they had to reproduce. Adam's body would die, and Eve's body would die and to be replaced just the way animals make replacement animals and plants, you know, make seeds so there will be replacement seeds. There had to be a re replacement bodies for Adam and Eve, and so they had to reproduce physically. And so Adam had to eat, and in order to eat, he had to work, and so he had to work. And they reproduced, and then they had to eke out some kind of an existence apart from the Creator. And that's how culture came into being. And so, yeah, they could put a picture on the wall and it looks kind of nice. And they could 
build a building and uh, and talk about uh, religion or something, and that was kind of nice. And they could try to find some temporary security and uh, accumulating food and putting food in a warehouse and having, you know, retirement pension or something like that. And they could make some kind of temporary comfort for themselves, but it was a life apart from God. So that's all they had. So all, that's all they could give to their children. They could only pass on what they had. They couldn't give what they didn't have. So now you see each new generation inherits what it has from the previous generation going all the way back to Adam and Eve. So it wasn't that the sin was put on us. It was simply that Adam and Eve lost something and that thing was lost. And the only way it can be restored is if God restores it. He has to restore it. And so that's the whole panoply of, of salvation. It's how God has made plans to restore a relationship with himself. And in order to do that, he sent Christ. Listeners in New York are getting the 15-minute version of this program. To hear the whole 30-minute program, go to SheddingShackles.com or GetReadyToPray.com. Roland would love to hear from listeners. Let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Send him an email today to Roland at SheddingShackles.com. You can also send him a letter or donation through the mail to Roland Trujillo, spelled T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, in Pinole, California, zip code 94564. Again, Roland Trujillo, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, suite number 217, Pinole, California, 94564. And if you'd like to just leave him an encouraging message, his listener comment line is 510 455 8851. Again, 510 455 8851. And let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Listen in again next week. Same time, same station. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. So it wasn't that, that the sin was put on us. It was simply that Adam and Eve lost something. And the only way it can be restored is if God restores it. He has to restore it. And so that's the whole panoply of, of salvation. It's how God has made plans to restore a relationship with himself. And in order to do that, he sent Christ. Christ is the one who never failed, who was loyal to the end. And 
through Christ, we can be reborn. Christ said, unless a person is reborn, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So we have to be reborn, this time with a new lineage. Yes, we're born of, of fallen parents, but the reborn person of God is reborn of God and has something of God's nature and a new spiritual genetics, if you want to put it that way. And so by way of the fall, suffering and death entered the human race because of the separation from God. But God made good things come from it. Redemption, reconciliation, reunion, and restoration all become possible. Since something was lost, it can be found, and with it, the joy of discovery. So the good news for you is that chances are you have yet to find it. So begin your search, and when you find the real thing, restoration with God, you will know great joy. After that, all your relationships will be set aright. First, restoration with God, and then everything else will be made right. Stop trying to change your husband. Stop trying to make your wife happy. Spend your time and your energy seeking your Creator, because finding Him and having Him with you is the secret to restoring your marriage. Remember on television, Star Trek, and they had a mission to discover new worlds and go where no one had ever been before. Well, God makes that possible. You can find out about him and his truth and discover more and more wonderful and shining truths. But the first truths you'll have to see are the negative ones about yourself. You have to see your own selfishness. You'll have to see that you resent your partner, or you'll have to see that you're a little bit phony with people, or you'll have to see that you're a little bit selfish, or you'll have to see that you betrayed someone, or that you weren't honest, or that you, you have this pride in you that doesn't want to let you admit you're wrong. You're going to have to see those things. And yeah, they're a bit painful, but see them you must, because if you see those, see, then joy. It's like childbirth. Yeah, there's a lot of pain. A lot of pain. But then the joy of the beautiful child. And so, yeah, there's pain in the beginning of your spiritual journey back to your creator. There is pain. But if you are willing to bear the pain of seeing the truth, then God will wipe away the tears. He will wipe away the tears. And you will see wonderful, shining truths. And know that he is there. And know that he is there. It's beautiful. I have, at my website, made my latest relationship book. I've written several, but the latest one is called Roland on Relationships. 
It's a compilation of some of my best articles that I wrote over the years about some of these issues. I have made it available to read for free. You go to SheddingShackles.com, and up at the top is a slideshow. It has a slide there that is about relationships. And when you click on that one, then it'll take you to a place where you could read my book. Right now, it's free. But if you want to get it in Kindle or quality paperback, just go to Amazon.com. That book, and maybe with a little meditation that I have that's also free, could be all you need would get you started. I began today's program saying that God has to restore your marriage. And in order for God to restore your marriage, he has to be with you. You've heard the expression, may God be with you. God needs to be with you as you go through life. And marriage, as you know, is the proving ground. Why? Because it's full circle. Born of fallen parents, you grew up and got married, and then it was Adam and Eve all over again. I've written books on the subject. You should get them and read them. But I just want to say now that it's the proving ground. See, the athlete practices and exercises, and there's training, but then there's the game. Well, it's during the game that you find out how good the athlete is and how well he or she has prepared, right? Well, when you get in marriage, now all of a sudden, there it is, and you discover your weaknesses. You discover your failings, or your partner discovers them for you. And now you have a chance to look at yourself. Now you have a chance to mature, to grow up, to become less selfish, and to try to find out what love really is. And that's what marriage is for. And also, of course, to bring children into the world. When you're single, yeah, you could go around and do this and that and go to school and study and work and you're just fine. But then once you get married, you find out you have weaknesses and you will discover that something is missing. What is missing is what you need to find in order to restore your marriage. Ladies discover that they have a resentment often against their father. And that resentment of father separates them from the Heavenly Father. You can't hate any other person, whether it's your father, your husband, or anybody, and receive the love of God. Hate blocks you from love. And so you have to give up the resentment, and you have to give up judgment. You cannot judge other people and find the love of God. And so your resentment of your father, which you transfer to your husband, your resentment of your husband separates you from God and his love. And men, you're looking to your wife for ego support. You're making her your God. That separates you from the heavenly father. And your weakness, you want to be popular. Instead of standing for what's right, you want to be popular. 
And so wanting to be popular, becoming weak, becoming a non-factor, and looking to your wife to support you. Your roots go out into the world, and you fall away from the support you should be getting from God. You should look to him for support, not to her. So the husband in his way and the wife in her way have uh, somehow left God out. And so you have to see very clearly that that is the case and not resent seeing it and cry out to your creator for answers. And answers will come when you search for him with all your heart. What better occasion could there be than to be in a marriage and see that your wife is suffering, your husband is suffering, your children are suffering? What could be a better occasion to cry out to God for answers? And he will answer. I wanted to say a quick word about meditation. I said earlier that my book and maybe a little meditation that we offer here could be all you need. What is meditation? Well, you see, the problem is when we fail as human beings, we don't want to see that we failed. We don't want to admit we're wrong. We don't want to see our inadequacies and our failings and our resentments and our judgments of others. We don't want to see it. And so we hide. Uh, there's a lot of places we can hide. We can hide in work and we can hide in alcohol and hide in marijuana and hide in drugs and all kinds of things. But the main place that we hide is in our imagination. You can get lost down there in your imagination and in thoughts. And it becomes an alternative to reality. And down there, lost in your thoughts and dreams and daydreams and pipe dreams and memories and plans and schemes, down there, you can kind of avoid reality. And so the first thing you have to do if you want to find God, if you want to have God with you, if you want real answers, you're not going to find them in the machinations of your mind or your imagination. You're going to find God in reality when you're not lost in your thoughts. Notice that whenever you fail, notice how your the thoughts rise up and tend to overwhelm you, and you get lost there, rethinking what happened, what he said, what she said, planning for the future, trying to rearrange the past, and so on. Just notice that that's the case. So you have to find a way to stand back from that. So you can stand back and maintain a little bit of objectivity. So the thoughts are there. Yeah, there they are, but you're objective to them. And the little meditation simply helps you to do that. It helps you to stay in reality so you can see what is real and what is true and where you can, you can delicately find your way and delicately search out the way and delicately call upon your Creator. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. 
Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.